It's the final countdown. Can you believe you're one episode away from the big 200, but you do not want to miss anything out of episode 199. Bruce Arians has stepped down. There's so much still going on with NFL free agency, trades, retirement, everything under the sun. Do not miss this episode as we inch closer to the big 200. Fill up those wine glasses. Hello, hello. We got a cue. It's the final countdown. I literally, so I wanted to like do and like all of our posts, like it literally does say the final countdown. And I was wondering, how do you type out? I should just like voice record myself and see what comes out. But that being said, it is the final countdown. Welcome to the Real Football Fans of New Jersey. I am Caitlin. This is Katie. We are so excited to be here for episode 199. So surreal. I know it was surreal for Katie when she was creating our outline week after week like she does, like an absolute champion for us. And her writing out the word, the literally the number 199 at the top was wild it was wild for me to see i'm looking at it now it's crazy to see and i don't know we have made it so far we are one episode away from the big two double zero yeah i feel like we've been talking about it forever because like even when you do get to that like final 20 final 15 final 10 we are once a week so it's kind of like you're like okay it sounds close but it's really still a couple months away And we would always be like, oh, it's probably not going to land until like April. And like, sure enough, (laughs) here we are. And it's crazy. And I can't believe we finally made it. But yeah, one last one before the big 200. The big 200. And don't worry, the big 199 is going to be a phenomenal episode. We are so happy you are here with us tonight. We're going to get into some poll questions as we do per week. But I do want to give a gentle reminder. I do see our followers coming in on the Twitter. Thank you guys so much. Just a friendly reminder, if you do want to engage with us on Twitter, unfortunately, we still can't see it. Uh, Third party, you know, platform issues that we've been having for the last couple of months. Uh, Just tweet at us if you have any questions or comments. But if you want to actually like fully engage with us and we can see it live, go ahead, go to YouTube, Facebook. I'll pop the YouTube link in on Twitter. Uh, Go ahead, ask us questions throughout the show, comments, anything like that. But let's go ahead and get into it. We polled you guys this week, three poll questions, and as always, phenomenal engagement across all of our social media platforms. So thank you so much for, you know, letting us know your thoughts on a lot of things. I know we give you guys our thoughts week after week, but uh, here's what you guys were thinking in these questions. So the first poll question was, 
Do you think there will be a quarterback drafted in one of the top five spots in the draft this year? And just a friendly reminder, your top five spots are the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Detroit Lions, the Houston Texans, the New York Jets, and the New York Giants. So 71% of you said no, as it should be. Music to my ears. (laughs) I agree. It should be no, but I actually went with yes. And I, I'm not saying yeah. it like if I were one of these teams, I would draft a quarterback because I would not. But I think, I think if we're looking at anybody and I, and I did go with, yes, I am going, I am looking at Houston at the three spot. Um, obviously Deshaun Watson is now a member of the Cleveland Browns that leaves you with Davis Mills. And like we keep saying week after week, it's not like there's anybody we're super in love with um, at the quarterback position in this year's draft. But I got to hope and think that maybe they could get somebody better than Davis Mills. And interesting enough, uh, Houston does also have the 13 pick. So they could potentially, you know, snag someone amazing at three and then roll the dice on a quarterback at 13. But I just feel like teams like get really nervous about waiting, especially when it comes to a quarterback, that if there is somebody they like enough that maybe they think they can get him at 13, but they don't want to risk it. So they're going to take him at three. So I went with yes. If no one's going, I went with no, to be honest, because I feel that no one should be taken, but I'm also strongly, it's just, it's no, it's not going to go. It's not going to happen. I just, I don't know. And even the first round, I'm so strongly against it. But even like you said, if Houston has that 13 spot, wait, I don't think any quarterbacks going in the first, you know, 12 picks. So just wait it out and get... At, oh my God, you're going to have such a good pick at three. It is such a good draft in so many other areas. And you're a very, very poor struggling franchise right now. Like the only thing, I guess, but I, I understand the Davis Mills thing. Cause I guess the only thing that he's really known for right now is having a longer uh, neck than Mike Glennon. So I think that's the, that's the big story when you hear of him. <laughs> well, as, as somebody who is constantly at, definitely between the two of us, like the mock draft reader of the, of the bunch. No, you, you read um, mock drafts, like after the draft is done, after the draft is done, you're looking at the next draft. No, I, I yeah, I, I essentially like start immediately when giant season starts. Cause I'm like, Oh sh- shit, here we go. We're going to get a top five pick. Um, <laughs> but as somebody who reads mocks like almost every day, uh, I will say that I have seen mocks where they don't have a single quarterback going in the first round. And then I would say that the ones that I have seen, the popular spot is kind of like Malik Willis uh, right. at number seven to Carolina. Even that's a stretch in my opinion. So, and it's just nothing against him. Like, you know, he's obviously a very good quarterback. I just think that a lot of teams have other priorities this year and it's okay to not snag. I want people to understand that it's okay to not go after a quarterback. It's okay. Like it's really okay. So, um, but listen, we'll, we'll see how it pans out. We're very close uh, to the draft. So we won't, we won't have to be waiting much, much longer. Yep. Alrighty. Second poll question, which Super Bowl team from this past season is more likely to experience a Super Bowl slump this upcoming season, the Rams or the Bengals? 55% of you said the Cincinnati Bengals. So pretty close there. What did you yeah. say? 
Well, it's funny because every year when you see two obviously really, really strong teams make it to the Super Bowl, you always think like, I think this is going to be the year where nobody has the Super Bowl slump. Like they're both going to be right again. But sure enough, it really does feel like it happens every year. So I went with Cincinnati. And the reason I went with Cincinnati is because I think they're an amazing team. Um, But I am surprised that they were able to do what they did and get as far as they went with that offensive line. Right. Um, And I think sometimes like the stars just have to align for you in that sense. And I feel like with that offensive line, like it kind of did. I mean, there were games in the playoffs when Tennessee, what they sacked Joe Burrow nine times and they were still able to win the game. I think if you have that game 10 times, if you, you're going to lose that 10 times and Burrow gets sacked nine times, nine times out of 10, they're going to lose that game. So I think my biggest differentiator for these two teams in picking the Bengals is that offensive line. And yes, they have made moves in free agency. So good for them on that one. But I feel like the last, however many seasons, the giants make moves in free agency and in the draft for offensive linemen and nothing has changed for us at that position. So dare to dream Cincinnati. Um, No, I I picked Cincinnati as well. And I, I could not agree with you more um, on all of your points. You know, one of my biggest points I wanted to make was that, they got away with a lot of stuff in the playoffs right. and in the Super Bowl that you can't normally get away with in a regular season time after time. And I, too, was actually pretty surprised with how far they went um, with, you know, the circumstance of an offensive line and even just coming from what they were last year to going to the Super Bowl. Like that was a huge, huge victory for them. And it did go pretty, I think a lot of people were very much shocked that they made it to the NFL, excuse me, to the NFL, to the Super Bowl. But (laughs) we had no idea they were a team these past couple of years. No, but like, I just, and it's nothing to do, like really, it's nothing against them. It's just, I would have never picked them to go to the Super Bowl. So I think it was a big a big shock and pretty eye-opening to everyone else, but it, it, that kind of ties back to they did get away with a lot of things um, that they probably couldn't normally get get away with time after time. So um, I think if we're going to hand it to someone, it's going to have to be them. So, yeah. All right. And then finally, to move over to Housewives, do you feel like Gia Judice has been too involved in this season of The Real Housewives of New Jersey? Well, we thought this was going to be skewed one way, but then Twitter told us another way. Uh, 68% of you said no. So, Katie, this is clearly a hot topic, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. I'm screaming yes from the mountaintops. She's screaming yes. I do feel like she has been too involved. And you know what's kind of like funny? The point I'm going to make is that And I feel like Teresa especially, but they're always like, don't talk about my kids. Don't talk about my children. We're not going to talk about each other's families. And yet, like, I just hope they know, like, if you're going to be throwing Gia into this mix where she's doing her little interviews and she's like, you know, putting her two cents into some of these arguments, like people are officially allowed to come from right now. They're allowed to say whatever they want. Like there's no more. My kids are off limits. If she's going to get involved in this, then she's involved in this. And I don't think she should be. And actually, really funny, you can't take anything this person says, like, seriously. But an article came out this past week from Kim D, 
Okay. Saying that she heard that Gia is being paid this season for New Jersey. Oh, as well, that a makes friend, sense. That makes a lot of sense. That she is going to be on the reunion and that she believes that she's making more money than than Tracy is this season. Okay, well, Tracy is a friend and she probably shouldn't right. be making a lot right. of money. But um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was true, actually. She has gotten a lot of spotlight to, uh, 100%. Yes. Um, I, I did say no, um, and I think it's because she's involved. She's in the scenarios and she's in the instances. So that's why I think she's reacting and she's allowed to react. I think Bravo is playing up on the fact that she is, you know, in her twenties now, things like that. Um, I do get the what you had said though that you know, no longer can it be an argument. You can't come for my children. Um, so I do a hundred percent agree with that. I just don't think it's it's. I don't think it's too much at this point because she's in. She's involved. She's there. So because I think to me a hundred percent, like if something said something in front of my mom, I'd be like, Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just kind of think of it like that. So, yeah. but all righty. Well, those were our poll questions. Uh, thank you guys, as always, for uh, engaging with us. Uh, again, if you have any questions, comments for us throughout the show, we are live on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. Send it in. We love engaging with you guys throughout the show. Uh, real quick, though, Katie, I got to give it to you. What You got to tell the audience what you are drinking tonight because it's, it's a new drink on the block. Yeah, we always like to um, give little shout outs when we try new beverages. We like to share it with you guys. I actually have to peel my New York Giants koozie oh, off to so remember the brand name here. Give them a proper shout out. Okay, so the company is Oza, O-H-Z-A. And we actually, my husband and I found them on, and Caitlin, Caitlin got the same ad on Instagram. The ads on Instagram always get me. They work. They do. Um, <laughs> but listening. they are canned mimosas mm -hmm. and they come in different flavors um we got the regular straight up mimosa flavor mango mimosa bellini and then i think they also have cranberry um all three flavors i didn't get the cranberry the other three flavors are great i definitely would say that the regular mimosa one is the best if you're just going to try one out yeah. um and i don't know if they're sold in stores actually but if you look them up, Oza, O-H-Z-A, canned mimosas, um, I'm sure you can find them. And we had them delivered right to our house. So yeah. that was great. And they're phenomenal. Love me some mimosas. And I definitely, definitely recommend this drink. All right. Obviously, always given to the love to the drinks on this show. Anytime, too, we go away from the wine. You know, we love our wine. But I guess a mimosa will fall under that because it is champs. So... Uh, definitely wanted to give a shout out there. And I know I wanted to make sure that you got that in front of our audience. So yes, definitely. Well, let's get into the big stories of the week in the world of football. Um, this one's kind of funny because it basically broke last week, like towards the end of our show. And we did announce it. Thankfully, somebody, one of our viewers, brought our attention while <laughs> we were live. We love that. Thank you. I know. Well, if that ever happens, keep us posted. Um, but it is about Bruce Arians, and it is about him stepping down as the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, obviously, like I said, last week it kind of broke towards the end of our show. This week we have the details for you. So, um, yeah, it was announced last week that head coach uh, for Tampa Bay, Bruce Arians, would be stepping down and moving to the team's front office with defensive coordinator Todd Bowles replacing him as the new head coach. So, 
Bulls uh, will get a five-year contract and Arians will take on a senior football consultant role within the organization. I always love those titles. You're like, what the hell does that mean? And what the hell is he gonna it's be like doing? they made it up. Which actually, I think there was like a quote from him when he was asked about it. And he was like, he's like, it's a great title. I think he said he didn't know what it meant, but he was like, I'm sure it's going to be great. I That's mean, not sketchy that. or anything. Like, yeah, just, yeah. I'm pretty sure he said something along the lines of that, but you, you can all fact check me. Um, Todd Bowles will become the sixth active minority head coach in the league. He will also get his second shot at the helm after, of course, he was the head coach for the New York Jets from 2015 to 2018, where he went 24 and 40. Obviously, he's had a lot of success as the defensive coordinator for Tampa Bay. I think we can all agree he's going to be the head coach for a much more talented team than he had when he was with the Jets. So I'm really happy for Todd Bowles, and I'm really excited to see where he can take this team and kind of go, you know, lead them from what Bruce Arians was doing. Because in Bruce Arians' three seasons with Tampa Bay as the head coach, he went 31-18. and He, of course, won a Super Bowl. Um, and then Tampa Bay announced, you know, with this news that Bruce Arians would be joining the club's ring of honor this season. Uh, the retirement news was definitely a surprise to people. And I think a lot of people, including Caitlin and myself, were a little skeptical about like, was this his decision? Was he kind right. of like, was his hand forced a little bit? But um, I think Bruce Arians understood like the rumors and, and the whispers about it. So he kind of clarified his decision. I do have a quote from him. Um, he said, a number of people have already asked, why are you stepping away from a chance to go to the Hall of Fame and win another Super Bowl? Because I don't give a shit about the Hall of Fame, is what he said. <laughs> He's always very blunt, which is why I think what I said before about he was like, I don't know what my new role means, but it sounds great. Like Pretty I bold, Bruce. Pretty bold. <laughs> um, he said, succession is way more important to me. This has been my dream for a long time. Guys that know me, they knew I wanted one of my guys to take over. And that's more important to me than anything. And to have a place that I could uh, go and be welcomed back. And obviously I have a job now. Oh yeah, here it is. It's in this quote. Katie's <laughs> fact checking herself. I have a job now. The title's pretty good. We'll figure out what the hell it means, but it's pretty damn good. Oh my God, I fact checked myself. Did, and then did. he said, I get to stay and have the relationships that I love, and I couldn't turn it over to a better person. We've been together, I'd hate to say how many years and age the both of us, but Todd's going to do a great job. And yeah, I totally believe that Tampa Bay is going to be fine. Todd Bowles is a great coach. And right. I know that his name came up a lot in this offseason as far as head coaching vacancies and people, you know, taking a look at him and wondering, you know, if they would steal him away, give him another shot at head coaching in this league. And yeah, I think Tampa Bay is going to be going to be good and fine. And if Bruce Arians is truly like, like he said, staying there where he's going to keep good relationships, if there's no saltiness or bitterness and, and everything is good and kumbaya and you get to keep Bruce Arians with the organization and also, you know, have Todd Bowles lead Tampa Bay into the future, hopefully, maybe it works out for everybody. I don't know. I yeah. still definitely question the quote from Bruce Arians does not solidify to me that this wasn't like a little shady and sketchy. Yeah. Um, but we'll have to just kind of like take this, his quote and take his words for it. So yeah, we'll take his word for it for sure. Um, I a hundred percent think there's 
there's more underlying issues. I think there's a common, you know, I guess thought or narrative out there that there's something going on in Tampa Bay. You know, they had the whole Antonio Brown drama. You have yeah, Tom right. Brady retire, but then he's coming back. Now you have Bruce Aaron. So there's a lot going on. And, you know, there was kind of like that rumor mill with when it, with Antonio Brown, like with all that happening, he kind of made like not threats, but saying like, there's so much you guys don't know. And then that started more conversations like out on social media, on like media, other media outlets, like, wait, like there actually is more stuff behind the scenes going on in Tampa Bay that we don't know about. So this kind of actually fits into that, like kind of nicely because of how random it, it really was. Um, but I must say, you know, Bruce Arians quote does tie directly to, you know, a story that I did hear that I think it does make a lot of sense that he knew he wanted to retire in the next year or two. And mm -hmm. that if Tampa Bay ended up going like six and 10 or something, or maybe 10 and six, like a wor worse record than they had, they would be kicking him out the door. And then Tampa would then start the hiring process. So for him to do this, like he said in the quote, he gave it to one of his guys. Yeah. It was in his power to do so. So listen, if at the end of the day, that is correct. Like, all power to you. Like, that's great. Like, good for you. Like kind of looking out for your, your coaching staff and things like that. Because if you think about it, think about all the teams to where the head coach gets fired and then they're out, they're out on the, the hunt. Think about the giants this past season. You know, I was so happy when Patrick Graham got an interview and I was like, I would love for him to be the head coach, but you know, every team is going to go outside of the bubble and bring someone else in. Not when someone leaves unexpectedly and you have to hire within, or in this scenario, they are technically hiring within, you know, that doesn't happen naturally all the time. So I think it does make a lot of sense for Bruce Arians to do this and for him to, you know, uplift people even look at Todd Bowles, he was in New York and he didn't do that great for three years. So was he ever going to get another chance at a head coaching position? Listen, I don't know. He's interviewed. I know that. I don't know. Um, and a lot of it does with past, you know, your resume, things like that. So now he is the, getting this. He's getting a good team. Let's see what he's capable of doing. So uh, definitely, again, in my opinion, still a little sketchy. But, you know, if you want to peel back the layers and kind of understand, you know, what, um, you know, maybe Bruce Arians was trying to do, he, if it's true, he's coming out like the good guy on top. So also, is it, you know what's going to be interesting, too? I think Todd Bowles is going to do great. And I think he's totally capable of being a head coach and being the coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I think the question everybody has, because they certainly had it in New England with Bill Belichick, is like, what kind of coach do you look like when Tom Brady's not your quarterback? So this was like a little bit like, you lost Tom Brady for a second there. Right. And it was like, okay, what's this team going to look like, Bruce Arians, when you have to like figure out who the heck your quarterback is going to be? Mm -hmm. And Brady is back now. But who knows really how long. So I feel like we're really going to, like with Todd Bowles, we saw you had the Jets. And, like, you know, it's one thing to inherit, like, a like recent Super Bowl winner and another thing to inherit, like, a losing team that is on the yeah. search for their next head coach. But we'll see what it looks like when Tom Brady's not there. That's, that's when I really want to see how things go. The real test. Yes. Yes. The real one. 
Alrighty, so let's get into other NFL news because we have woo the free agency. We've got trades and boy, we've got retirements. Woo, we've got so much going on still in the NFL. It is slowing down a little bit, but we are still have a lot to report on. So uh last Wednesday, two-time Super Bowl champion and New Orleans safety Malcolm Jenkins announced his retirement after 13 seasons. So obviously, when I saw that, I was like, oh, really? Then it was like 13 seasons. He's been, been around for a while. So definitely yeah. uh, makes a lot of sense. Uh, Los Angeles Rams signed linebacker Bobby Wagner to a five-year, $50 million deal. Miami agreed to a five-year, $50 million contract extension with cornerback Xavier Howard. Miami traded wide receiver Devontae Parker and a 2022 fifth-round pick to New England in exchange for a 2023 third round pick. So I actually really liked that trade. I thought both yeah. teams, I thought it was good on both ends for the both teams. So I agree because obviously Miami, like they're fine at wide receiver. They now have Tyree yeah. Cole and Jalen Waddell and New England is always wide receiver. Looking for, yeah. always looking for wide receiver. Yeah, so, so this was good. This You're right. It was good on both ends. Both ends for sure. Um, and here, here we go again with the Philadelphia Eagles making some wild exchanges in the offseason. So this time they're partnered with the New Orleans Saints. So New Orleans and Philadelphia agreed to a draft pick trade. So no people here, just trades. Yeah. So the uh, New Orleans Saints are going to receive two 2022 first round picks, number 16 and 19, and a 2022 sixth round pick, number 194. The Eagles are going to get a 2022 first round pick number 18 and a 2022 uh, third round pick uh, 101 and a 2022 seventh round pick 237. Bear with me, people. A 2023 first round pick and a 2024 second round pick pick it's so, so like it's so messy like I wonder like who sits down and like comes up with these like scenarios right but it's I, I guess I want to say I guess the Eagles stay scheming because they did something very similar last season where they kind of did this bulk kind of move kind of random things like that so in my opinion though I'm, I'm looking at it they're while they're giving up 16 and 19 they're they're Moving up from 19 to 18, they're getting a third, they're getting a seventh, and they're getting more in the years to come. So I kind of say Philly won this. I think the win, too, is like, and you almost forget it because it's like you've already announced all the other stuff, but like they get a sneaky, Philly gets a sneaky 2023 first round pick there. So I know that's pretty nice. Yeah. So I think they won that trade. So uh, New Orleans, I understand the urgency to get two first round picks, 16 and 19. Yeah. Um, but then you just got, you got a, a six round pick. I don't know what the hell you're going to do with that. 19, like that's such a spot in the draft where it's like so hit or miss. You know what I mean? Like, I think it'll be hit in this draft. I think it's a, it is a strong draft in certain. They have to look at it as like, it has to be hit, hit. Right. Like we cannot fail with these they could actually probably use it for trade bait too and i know we're going to get into that it's very true 
We're going to get into that a little bit later of, you know, moving up and down in the tr- uh, the draft, but uh, they could potentially use that too. So maybe that was top of mind for them, but uh, definitely interesting. Obviously, again, no players, just, just trades there, uh, just picks, uh, trade and picks. So, um, and then this one uh, broke very recently um, and it is Stefan Diggs. We are getting that money so Stefan Diggs and the Bills have agreed to a four-year 96 million dollar contract extension dollar dollar bills go listen get money get paid I love it for Stefan Diggs uh really excited for sure um I think he really holds that Bills offense uh with Josh with Josh Allen so I know couple of tweets I saw like, oh, is it really, is this really worth it? Is it a good business decision yes. for Buffalo? hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. The reason it is, is because you have, <clears throat> you have a franchise quarterback, which I think is becoming kind of rare in this league right now, where you got a guy where not only is he young and he's already really good. It's like, okay, now you can, now you can foresee your future for the next, however many years. Yeah. And if you can lock, also lock him in with his top receiver, who he clearly has a very good connection with, and they work really well together, and you get that pairing for that many years, hell yeah, it's that's great. the business absolutely. decision. Yeah, that's absolutely. Right you're looking at it as not just Stefan Diggs. You're looking at that as like Stefan Diggs paired with Josh Allen for this many more seasons to come. Yeah. Sign me up for that. Absolutely. All right. Well, again, it is getting a little bit quieter in free agency, but of course, you know, there, if you ever go, I think NFL.com has a pretty good list on this, like the top available free agents right now, Mm -hmm. there are still some big, big names. So um, we're, we're still going to have more things to report in the future. So stick with us. But Speaking of looking off into the future, let's get into our big stories of the week in the world of housewives. I'm very excited about this first story because we are finally getting our first crack, our first look at the real housewives of Dubai. Ooh, I saw the little sneak peek. It was good. We do not have a trailer yet, but we do have a premiere date. We do have a cast and we do have information about those cast members. Yeah. Oh, and it wasn't a sneak peek. It was like a, it's like a promo video, what I saw. Right. So I was it's really just excited. I thought it was a trailer and then I clicked it to play it. And it was just like, it was just showing the women. Like, it was so exciting though. Like, like they, the desert. but I thought we were getting a trailer. No, I was still like very exciting though. So like, if you guys go to like Bravo, go to all like, all the, actually all the housewives actually promoted it. I think they was like in their contract. Like you have to promote literally like Luann promoted it. Jen Shaw promoted, like they all promoted it. So so excited. It's going to be unlike anything we've ever seen It gave me chills, this little 30 second promo of like women dressing fancier than I've ever seen a woman dress before in like the desert. Like- Hell yeah, sign me awesome. But anyways, so obviously Bravo, they officially gave fans a first look at their newest franchise, The Real Housewives of Dubai. I know it was like a whole thing about like, what was their acronym going to be? So oh, it's yeah. going to be, um, as, as far as I know, it is going to be R-H-O-D and then like Dubai, Dubai spelled out next to it. Because right. of course there is R-H-O-D, Real Housewives of Dallas. So yeah. Um, they gave, they're giving us the first look at the franchise. The show is going to premiere on June 1st 
And it will be, I remember these, these were huge rumors when we first found out the news about Dubai. It is in fact true. It is going to be spearheaded by former, former Bravo Liberty and Ladies of London star Caroline Stanberry. So we do have her. She will be joined by cast members Nina Ali, Chanel Ayan, Caroline Brooks, Dr. Sarah Al-Madani, and Lisa Milan. So the cast is a mixture of new and old friends. These women do know each other. That's always key. That's always yes. important. And we have a little bit about each woman, which is really exciting and kind of pulled like the, the biggest pieces from each of them. But Nina moved to Dubai in 2011. She is the co-founder of a successful cake company. Um, Chanel is Dubai's first black supermodel. That's, That's really cool. cool. Um, Caroline was Boston born, but is now a big name in the Dubai real estate world. So I hope we get to see that because I can only imagine how fascinating <laughs> the real estate in Dubai real estate world of Dubai is. Um, <laughs> Dr. Sarah is a twice divorced mom who is also a prolific public speaker. These are all like strong business women. Women, yeah. Um, I love that. Lisa, who is originally from Jamaica, is a successful fashion designer and former Miss Jamaica winner. Mm, very cool. Um, and then last but not least, of course, we have Caroline who yes. was a stylist turned reality star. Um, she's going to return to Bravo. She's now a luxury brand ambassador and a podcast host. They all are. Oh, stealing our <laughs> Come and on, guys. She is now married. I, I find this interesting, even though I don't really follow soccer. I'm more so for like the juicy gossip of it. But she is now married to former Real Madrid soccer player, Sergio Corallo, who is 18 years younger than her. I have no idea who that is, but my boyfriend's a big, up. big soccer fan. I'm going to ask him who it is. So I, have no I, idea. I Googled them and they are a very, you know, nice looking couple. So, yeah, well, I know what she looks like, but I can only imagine that he's more he's attractive because he's, he's a good looking guy because he's 18 that. years younger. I'm going to, I'm going to well, look. So I believe, so he's 27. I think it was. Oh, that's cool. Um, you know, younger than me. That's fun. Um, <laughs> I'm looking, I look, I'm looking at him, I'm looking him up live on the show right now. Do it, do it. Oh, he's very attractive. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, yes. I remember we reported when they got engaged. Yes. We reported on the show when they got engaged. Yes. I'm looking at their engagement picture. We a hundred percent reported on this. Um, yes. I remember now it's all, it's all coming back. It's all coming back to me. I now. don't remember yes. that, but, um, we did. Yes. hundred percent. Yep. So we have look to look forward to in the summer and I think it's going to be really exciting. I'm, we, I was definitely, I was more, I'm more excited for Dubai. I think that I was when the news broke that, um, Salt Lake city was going to be a new franchise. I was kind of like, that's weird. Um, but we were like all about diving into a new franchise and giving it a shot and trying to hopefully fall in love with it. And I think we definitely did that with Salt Lake City. And so now I actually have high expectations for Dubai. And yes. hopefully this is just going to be another franchise that like we're completely on board with and we get lots of juicy and fun stories to share with you every week about it. I'm ready. I'm all in. I'm excited. It's Sign me up. Yeah, no, we did. I yeah, we hundred percent reported on them getting. And now they're married, but hundred uh, percent. Um, it's all again. It's all coming back to me now. Um, but yeah, definitely excited for that for sure. So let's uh, move a little, a little bit away from Dubai and go to New Jersey. Just a little, 
Just a little bit. Uh, so shocking news, actually. And I had, it's funny, I heard about this on the actual news, not on social media, and immediately right. took to social media to find to find it to send to Katie because I was wa- having my morning coffee and watching the news. I do that yeah. sometimes because I'm, you know, an old lady. Um, but saw this. So, yeah, so Jennifer and Bill Aiden were actually robbed uh, over the past, in the past couple of days. So um, it was over the weekend on Sunday night. So, yep, Monday morning, having my coffee, uh, looking at this on the news. Um, so it did make local news. Um, but on Sunday night, Jennifer Aiden took to her uh, Instagram to show video footage from her home showing men robbing them and stealing their Ferrari, the infamous red Ferrari from the show. We all know it. Yeah. Um, while her and Bill were uh, in Miami on vacation. So the scary thing, though, is that her kids and her relatives were ho- and her mom were home during the time. So it's kind of like these thieves almost like or robbers kind of maybe thought no one was home. But in reality, like her kids are there. Like, that's scary. Um, so and then her son actually pulled up in the driveway right when the intruders were leaving. So yeah, and you can really watch, scary. it is really scary. And like you watch the clip, it's it's like right at the same time. So truly, truly terrifying. Um, Jen admitted that Bill had forgot to lock the doors to uh, his BMW in their driveway before they left for Miami. So um, she thinks that the thieves looked inside, found the garage opener to let them in. Um, because obviously- you do think about their gigantic freaking house and right. you have to believe obviously they have video footage from inside the garage of the car being stolen so you have to believe they have like a high-end security system and you're like right how the hell did they get into this house well that's what i was thinking as well um so jen said now they have private security monitoring their house they caught another car like surveilling their home uh following the robbery robbery on sunday um, but she also updated fans that the, the Ferrari was found. So right. my like my suggestion is to go to go to Instagram and like listen to like Jen's story because a lot is going on. My biggest advice to people though is that you are going on vacation. Uh, it's not really smart to make a big announcement about it. So she was posting, and these are famous She's people. A public it's, figure too, so it's like. So she was posting like all over Instagram that they were away uh, in Florida. So it's kind of that probably sparked it to them. Like, where are the kids? Like, would they be home alone? Would they be staying with? So the car that was like surveilling the one they have video, it's a like a young like female who just driving past the house, driving by slow, things like that. They got, listen, I got to tell you, I got to live at their house. When someone drives by slow, I call the police all the time. <laughs> Constantly calling the police. <laughs> Who is this? Down on my block. I don't know you. So Katie, Katie and I grew up on a cul-de-sac. If we didn't know you, call on the police. We didn't know. <laughs> you don't belong here. Get out. Um, so if you see that, like these people understand that. And like, I hate to bring this story up, but it's a, it's a, a prime example. Like when Kim Kardashian was literally like, held at like gunpoint and she was literally like like duct taped everything like that and they still they knew she was staying at that hotel because she posted like and like it's it's really scary because these people are in the public eye but this also happens to your average joes too if you have public social media accounts and you're posting to the world that you're away like everything needs to be locked 
You have to have a family member stop in. If you're away for like a really long time, like if you're taking the day and going somewhere, like great. Also don't post that maybe, but like in the age of social media, like people are out there and they're, and unfortunately people are out there to hurt you. So it's just, I'm not surprised. As soon as I saw that she was like this happened, I knew that she wasn't in the state of New Jersey. Like I, I, cause I, cause I had seen all of her posts from the past week. Like it just like, and that's me just being an average follower of her. If you're a thief follower, you're right. going to look into things like that. But yeah, it's wild and crazy. I'm happy. Everyone's okay. I'm happy. Her son's yeah. okay. Obviously. Um, I don't think there's, there's no real news on like who did this still, uh, they're zooming in on the footage and shockingly enough, the footage, the people that did it, they look like young kids shockingly. So, um, I don't know how that's possible, but again, there's a lot of speculation out there, but just very scary. So I'm happy that, you know, her and the family are, are okay. So Absolutely. Um, happy to report that that scary story has an okay ending. Yes. Um, yes, of course. So let's get into our game for the night. I really like this game. I always love when Ooh, we make it's one like, of my faves. I really love when we make like early predictions and then yeah. we can go back and look at the receipts and be like, oh, we suck. We were talking about <laughs> shit. Um, but we are playing sip your drink and fill in your blank. I look ahead. This is one of our um, games that we play a lot, but we played this exact version of it last year at this time where we're kind of giving early predictions for this upcoming season. That's like the theme of these questions. So I'm very excited to dive into this because I feel like we could definitely agree on certain things, but maybe be all over the board on some others. And I can't maybe. wait to hear your answers, but let's start with question number one. We do have 10 questions here. And again, the theme is kind of looking ahead to the 2022 NFL season. So my sleeper team this upcoming season is the blank. I am going to go and maybe there's bias coming from behind the wall. I'm going with the Miami Dolphins. Okay. <laughs> Listen, they obviously, you know, just made a really, you know, you know, big they're making moves. You know what I mean? And like, I don't believe, yeah. I know it was a kind of a rumor last week that Tom Brady was going to Miami. I don't believe the rumor anymore. It's not <laughs> happening. There's still definitely a quarterback competition down there. And I'm not putting the, all the success on Tua because it's not coming from Tua fully, but I think they are doing some things and I would just say, don't sleep on them. They have, they already have a great, great defense. And then they added like, one of the top offensive weapons in the league. Right. So, yeah, I, I like your answer. And I'm not going to front. I definitely did consider the Miami Dolphins. But I'm going with someone that I actually went with last year. And I still consider them to be a sleeper team, by the way, because they did not make the playoffs this season. I think I know here. I'm going with the Los Angeles Chargers. So 100%. 100%. I am clarifying that I don't think anyone would necessarily sleep on them, but right. they did miss the playoffs last mm -hmm. year, even though I thought they were a very solid team. And this also has to do with free agency as well. They've now added two huge players in JC Jackson and Khalil Mack in free agency. This has to be the year for the Chargers. Yeah. No excuses. I understand that they're going to be playing in a very, yeah. very tough division. Um, but they have playmakers all over the field on both sides of the ball. And there's no reason they shouldn't be one of the powerhouses this year. Absolutely. 
Question number two. The Giants' toughest game on their schedule is the blank. I think I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers on this one. Um, I do think, obviously, our, our in-division games are always very difficult. Like, we'll always play the Cowboys. Not always be a tough game for us. But even Washington and Philly, it doesn't matter how bad all of us are. Right. We're all going to play each other very well. Um, but I think going external, um, and I know that wasn't, I just think, altogether, Green Bay. I went with the Green Bay Packers as well. Um, they are the best team on the Giants' schedule that they're playing against. And... They unfortunately have to play them on the road at Lambeau. That's going to be a tough game. Ugh. So the easiest non-division game on the Giants' schedule is the blank. G-bless, we got the Detroit Lions on our schedule this year. I we I actually think that we have not such a horrific, horrible, tough schedule as far as our opponents go, obviously we don't know the order of the games and everything. We don't. And we normally have one of the hardest schedules year after year. Yeah. I actually, so when we had to pick who was our toughest opponent and obviously we, we both picked the Packers, I was like, there's not too many that are like, Oh my God, they're going to murder us. Like, you know, Feel, I mean? feeling good about this season. <laughs> but, and I hear what you're saying with the lions, but there is a team on that schedule that I think, is worse, and I think they're going to be the worst team in the NFL this upcoming season. I am going with the Houston Texans, and we do yeah. get to play them at home. So for me, yeah. it has to be Houston. Mm-hmm. All right, number four, based on who they're set to play, I'd like to see the Rams open the 2022 season playing against the blank. So this would, as the reigning Super Bowl champion, this would be like the opening game of the NFL season. Who do you want to see them play from their schedule? From the biggest move they made in the offseason, I'm going with the Denver Broncos. I want to see Russell Wilson start for them against the Super Bowl champions. So that'll, and I think they're just going to do it because what I just said right now, I just hyped everyone up off of that. Like imagine all the marketing they could do before that game. So, okay. I didn't go with the Broncos. There's Uh. so much, there would be so much more hype and excitement to see the Super Bowl champion play either the Bills, who I didn't even pick, and then my pick of the Kansas City Chiefs. I want to see the best team from last year. There's more of a storyline with the Broncos, though, I think. I Russell Wilson is now your quarterback. Like, that's truly – like, that's that's fascinating to see Russell Wilson play for a different team. Like, it could be any team. That would be fascinating. But I feel like that roster is really freaking boring. And to me, I, I want to see the best of the best go at it. So I would like I want to see the best of the best too, but the NFL is a business and they're trying to make money off viewership. And the viewership is going to be based off that storyline, in my opinion. Uh, I so. think the Broncos are a little bit of a snooze fest. So well, um, they gotta go out, they gotta show people that they're a snooze fest. <laughs> Uh, number five, if I had to pick a team that should trade up in the first round of the draft, I'd say the blank. So I actually picked two teams here, and they're actually a little bit kind of further on the, the two opposite sides of the spectrum. So a team that's actually pretty early on in the first round, I have the Falcons. I think they can move up 
like a way further. Even I've seen some scenarios where they trade with the Giants to move into that fifth, okay. uh, fifth or seventh pick. Um, but they're definitely going to be picking up the phone a lot with those two and, early first round picks. People are definitely going to try to make moves with them. So early on in the first round, I have the Falcons, but then later on, a, a couple of picks later, um, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they should try to move into an earlier spot as well. Um, so I'm going with a team that actually has an early spot already. It's kind of going back to our poll question, but I'm going to go with the Houston Texans mm -hmm. because, uh, they have two first round picks, the three and the 13. And I think because when you have two picks like that in the first, you can play around a little. And I don't think that there are great quarterbacks in this draft, but they could make moves to grab whoever they like best. So obviously they don't, I don't think they need to you know, move up from three, because I don't think a quarterback is going in the first two picks. Right. But I think, you know, at three, they can land like one of the best players on the board, regardless of position. Right. And then maybe potentially move up from 13 to grab whichever quarterback they like, if they want to go quarterback, because mm -hmm. again, I'm not saying this is what they should do. I'm just right. thinking like maybe they, they could do this. Um, yeah, like I, I just feel like teams who who want a quarterback, they get nervous and they want to like they do they get bump up because they get yeah. so scared that somebody's going to be gone. So I could see Houston making that move, especially too when you get closer to. So I, I'm convinced. I don't think so. As we said, I don't think anyone's going in five. But like as you get inch closer to the tenth pick and like things like that and like or the that, seventh. I told you Malik Willis seventh to Carolina right. being in so many mocks. So you're right. You could have that knee jerk reaction, you know, from uh, from Houston and be like, oh, shit, we got to go to we got to go to seven. If, you know, someone just went off the board like we got to go. We got to go get him. Like I could definitely see that happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, even, I, you could even trade the three back, still have two first round picks. To right. 13, move that one up a couple spots. They might be moving around a little bit. You know, anybody that has two first round picks is always a candidate to be shifty and move things. So as much as a strong class, it is for linemen, you know, some of the defensive, we got a lot of great Ed rush, Ed rushers. We'll see a lot of running backs go in the second and the third round, some talented yeah. folks, folks, I'm such an old person, some talented people um, coming in this draft. I actually will guarantee you're going to see a lot of movement in this draft of teams going from here to here and making like a lot of crazy moves. So because it's a, a draft that actually provides that flexibility when it's a yeah. quarterback heavy draft, you are so tensed in on the first 10 picks and it's like very locked in. They, the players might be locked in, but the, where they go in these spots are different or you have that straight up tight end, that running back, that offensive lineman that are three guaranteed going in the top 10 picks. I think that since it's not a quarterback heavy class, there's so much flexibility, but really talented players in other positions that we are going to see so much movement from teams being willing to, I'll take these two uh, picks from you, but then you can come into the top 10 or I want to go to the top 10 or the top 20, things like that. So I guarantee we're going to see more movement that we've ever seen before in a draft in the first round. So probably the second round too. So. All right. Well, number six, I think the best division in football this year will be the blank. We spoke about it on the show recently, uh, but with re with recent moves, I got to go with the AFC West on this one. Yeah. I was so between the AFC West and the NFC West. 
And I kind of have to look at it as like the worst team in the AFC West is the Broncos, right? Mm -hmm. And the worst team this past season in the NFC West was Seattle. Well, the Broncos just stole the star quarterback from Seattle. So to me, they just that's stole giving, Seattle. <laughs> that's giving the edge to the AFC West. For right. Me. But those, those two, I mean, that's the top of the AFC and the top of the NFC and uh, AFC West is going to be very, very scary this year. Absolutely. All right. I like this one. I always like when we pick dark horses, whether it be, you know, teams or certain players, my dark horse quarterback to have a great season this year is blank. I'm going dark. I'm going dark horse here. What? No, I didn't pick Tua. (laughs) I didn't pick Tua or Daniel Jones. Relax. So I wanted to. No, no. No, I wouldn't because I still think Tua is going to beat out Teddy. That's a a rough conversation. (laughs) Tough subject for me. Um, I'm actually, I'm going to go with Matt. Ryan on the Indianapolis. Are you freaking kidding? You're going to get two? You're not allowed to go with Matt Ryan. You are not allowed to. Why not? Because you always, that first off, that's my answer, and you always shit on him. I don't shit on Matt Ryan. I shit on the Atlanta Falcons. You shit on Matt Ryan. Collectively. Collectively as a team, I shit on them. But I'm pulling the dark horse card on him because he's going to the Colts, and I still think he's a Band-Aid. He's still a Band-Aid, but he's going to do some wild-ass shit on that team, and they're going to do really well, and who even knows? Well, I picked Matt Ryan. (laughs) Stole my moves. I went with Matt Ryan, and I said, I'm not saying that he will win the Super Bowl with Indy, but I could see him have a resurgence with his new team the same exact way Matthew Stafford did with the Rams. I, that's like where my, my head was at too. I, I honestly did too. I, I thought about picking Jared Goff, to be honest, could be Ooh. redemption for Jared Goff to be good and be like F you to the Rams and Matthew Stafford. I don't know, but I did at the end of the day. Um, you know what? I'll pick, I'll pick Daniel Jones, Katie. All right, Ben. <laughs> By the way, in, and Indianapolis was actually my very, very close second for my dark, uh, dark horse team. Um, and so yeah. they could make moves. Like they really could like, I'm again, they're still just like good in my opinion. So like, I wouldn't necessarily like sleep on them. Very similar to like with your argument with the chargers. Like I still, yeah, don't know. Still- yeah. But those are like, to me, like with the Colts and the chargers, I don't think anybody would sleep on them, but at the end of the day, they both missed the playoffs last season. So no, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Matt Ryan is a thousand percent an upgrade over Carson Wentz. There's Mm -hmm. no denying that. Um, and so, yeah, like I almost am expecting to see a little bit of like a Matthew Stafford Rams thing that like, you know, maybe Matt Ryan comes in and the way to that, like, uh, Matthew Stafford had a huge, huge connection with, uh, Cooper Cup. Maybe Matt Ryan just finds his guy in Indy and like they have yeah. they have a magical season like that because they obviously have playmakers across the board as well. They were just missing that piece at quarterback. All right, number eight, a playoff team from last year that I think will struggle the most this year is the blank. I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles. They slid in randomly into the playoffs. So I just think out of everyone, it's kind of an easy pick for me. They were my close second. Um, and I a hundred percent agree. Like when I'm looking at the playoff teams from last year, I think they, and we said it on the show, I thought they were the weakest playoff team. Yeah. 
um, that made it last year. Uh, but I am going with, I, I don't foresee things going, like I'd rather Jalen Hurts than this situation. Like I, I went with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know Mitchell Trubisky has been a starter in the league before, and I think he's capable of like being a game manager. But again, like when it came down to me picking between the Steelers and Philly, like I'd rather roll with Jalen Hurts. Um, and and the Steelers have some have an amazing defense, but I I don't know whether this is a bold comment or not. I do think that they're going to finish in fourth place in their division. I don't think it's bold. I got to be honest. Like I low key forgot they made the playoffs. <laughs> So this could have potentially been your answer if you remembered that they made the playoffs. No, I still would have picked the Eagles. I just like kind of like the Steelers are becoming. That's just kind of that's that's the key right I there. Really, I really do think they could finish in last place in their division. They're becoming a forgetful team, and that's shocking yeah. for that franchise. Like I literally forgot you made the. They're playoffs. used to making playoffs year after year after year after year. So. And just being a name that you didn't want to come across. You don't right. want that on your schedule. You don't right. want to be in that division playing them twice a year. Um, yeah, so that's kind of, hey, no offense, Steelers fans, but you just kind of heard it here first. Like, I just kind of forgot about you for a second. Like, oof, that yeah. ain't good. All right, number nine. In we're at this, I like this one. We threw in a fantasy yeah. question here. Um, in no particular order. My top three fantasy football running backs for 2022 are blank. I'm going with Jonathan Taylor, Derek Henry, and Dalvin Cook. Oh, I thought we were going to have the same three. Oh, who did you I have? went with Jonathan Taylor, Derek Henry, and as much as like I don't even want to say this person's name because I feel like if we talk about him, he's going to break a bone. But I put Christian McCaffrey. Oh, you know what? I that's why I can't. I'm not I want to. I'll put it this way. This will. I'm gonna play fantasy football again this year. It's gonna be my second year. I learned a lot in my first year. I don't want to be put in a position where like the draft board falls where it falls, and then I'm like faced with do I take Christian McCaffrey or not? I don't even want to have I don't to think make I would. that decision because I I don't really want any part of that. I don't think I would. To be honest, but I did when I was just doing like my homework for the show and just like looking into things, kind of seeing like where other people were at right now with the running backs and everything like that. I read something. I got to go back and get the receipts. Okay. Someone put Derrick Henry, like number like 10 out of running backs. And I will, I will go through the computer and punch this person. In the that face. doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make any sense. Last season too, but uh, we did see him come back at the end in the playoffs. So Right. You still have to, okay, if you don't want to put Derrick Henry in your top three, fine, but he's in your top five. And to put him at 10 is just silly. Like, don't be dumb. I did see as far as like doing my homework as well and kind of looking around at some rankings, saw a lot of Austin Eckler from the Chargers because yeah. he's a big time pass catcher um, mm -hmm. as well as obviously a running back. And um, obviously you're going to have guys like Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara. And who is the other? Oh, and the other one that I saw a lot, a lot, very high up on the boards, Najee Harris. So yeah, Najee. Yeah, listen, if we're talking about the Steelers sucking, he could be a very big bright spot for them. Yeah. All right. Last but not least, we're gonna end it on a poopy note. Poopy note. <laughs> I think the worst division in football this year will be the blank. I'm gonna go with the AFC South on this one. I went with the AFC South too. Oh, look at us. Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> Look at us. Who would have thought? <laughs> what is that?
Yeah, but it's the it's Paul Rudd. Rudd. But what is that? I, mean, I think today is Paul Rudd's birthday. So happy birthday, Paul no, Rudd. No, wait, hold on. I'm looking it up. Hold on. I'm pretty positive. And people Paul. are freaking out because he like turned 53 <gasps> today. And people are like, no, that's not. 53? Okay, I'm going to tell you. That is the Good for you, Paul. Well, I would marry him tomorrow if I could. It is his birthday. Happy birthday. It's also, it's my niece. My niece Ava's birthday, so happy birthday, happy birthday, Paul Rudd. I'm gonna tell her that for the rest. I'm gonna. I have a picture with Paul Rudd. That's what I'm gonna tell her for the rest of her life. Remind her, remind her for the rest of your life, Ava. I hope you age as well as Paul Rudd has aged. That should be like the good juju, the good vibes on her. I cannot believe that he is 53 years old. Holy, I, I. Who thought we would get on the topic of Paul? Look at us. <laughs> Who would have thought? But what is okay? That that's not the point. What is that from? When he's, it's like a show because other people do show. it. I think it's his show. It's his show. I think he was on that show where like he's like in a room with himself or something. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But it's good. I no, like it. I watched that show on Netflix. It wasn't All right, that so maybe good. it's not. I can't remember what it's from, but it's good. It's good. I think it's called. It's called. What is? I don't know, Katie. I can't tell you. I don't know. Well, I'm gonna give my answer. <laughs> Obviously, we both went with Dave Patel. Um, Look at us. But my husband is texting me, listening, giving me the. Oh, what is? What he is? He said it? it's from when they that show, Hot Ones, when they make you eat the really spicy hot wings. Yes, like, I didn't know that was a show though. So apparently, that is from that. Okay. Yes. Because yeah. he is, he's holding a bottle of oh, hot sauce right. now that I'm looking oh, at sauce. it. Okay. Well, anyways, I went with the <laughs> in that division, you have Houston, um, Indy, Jacksonville, and Tennessee. So uh, it was close for me. I'm going to be dead honest. I was choosing between them and the NFC East. No, I'm not. Picking but my NFC. deciding factor was that as good as Indy and Tennessee are, them being good is not enough and does not make up for the fact that they are dragged down by two of the worst teams in the league in Jacksonville and Houston. So yes. that had to be the deciding factor for me. Yeah, and as bad as the NFC East is, we're not that bad. So just saying, just saying, just saying. I won't put I won't put myself there. <laughs> Don't you put me there. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Well, that was a fun game. We always love playing our OG Scipio drank fill in the blank. Yeah. Hey, maybe we'll play it at our 200th episode next week. week. It's one of the OGs are for. And uh, uh, listen, we're playing so many games at that event. So we'll give you more details later, but we hope you guys can join us. Um, before we get into all of that, let's get into our next segment of Get It Off Your Chest, Positive, Negative, Football, Housewives, Wine, Life, Cans, Mimosas, anything that you want to uh, tell our audience, get it off your chest. Yeah, I was telling Caitlin before the show, I felt like this week there were so many things that ran across my mind. And I was like, ooh, that, you know, I should talk about that for Get It Off My Chest this week. And all of those things have escaped my brain. So I honestly, I, I, I don't have a brain thing. I don't have anything to really vent about. Well, I do have things to vent about. Obviously, I'm very heartbroken about my basketball team. But oh. um, <laughs> we just are take the know, take the L. Yeah, so take the heartbreak. We've all been there. Listen, Katie, I'm a Giants fan. I'm used to taking the L. So take the uh, college L's. Take the college L's. 
Um, I don't know. Obviously, I'm just hoping to see all you guys at the 200th Yay. episode. That's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, happy birthday to Ava and happy birthday to Paul Rudd. Honestly, I'm so happy that we brought up Paul Rudd's birthday. I love Paul oh. Rudd, obviously. Love my niece, Ava. She is literally, you know what? She will probably be, when we are talking in like 10 years from now, we're probably going to be talking about her on this damn podcast. She's so good at sports, so maybe football will be in her future. But uh, she's killing it, killing life. So happy birthday, Ava. Happy birthday, Paul Rudd. We obviously love the two of you. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, like I just am like, I love that Katie looks at mock drafts because because I don't, because they will drive me up the wall. I see people every day on Twitter. They, they produce their own mock drafts and they're like, here's what I'm thinking. A lot of the time it's just like for their specific teams. Like right. that's cool. But like the people that do it for like the whole draft, like I, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of effort. Like, I don't know how you do it, but I'm so thankful for Katie for for getting me these mock drafts and for, you know, some people on, on the Twitter, just doing giant specific, but I got to tell you people, Devin Neal from Alabama all the way at number five. And I got to tell you if he's here, he's locked in. I've watched him over the past couple of years. He is the real deal. I knew the giants needed alignment. Yeah. Knowing our draft spot, I knew it was perfect. As I watched the quarterbacks this, this college season kind of not be the best of the best. And I, when I figured out it wasn't going to be a quarterback heavy draft or another, like, you know, maybe like offensive, like wide receiver draft, things like that. I was like, hell to the, yeah, let's focus on the linemen. Evan Neal's available. I love it. I love it. And it seems more realistic as we dwindle down to the NFL draft. And yeah. I got to say, I'm feeling confident if we get him and he is great and we move forward with him, I can actually get his jersey. We're looking for, we're looking real far down the timeline now. But God, if I can get an Alabama offensive lineman, New York Giants football jersey, Caitlin will be in it. heaven. Heaven. I'm here for it. They could, be, they could be an offensive lineman from Montclair State University. Shout out to New Jersey. As <laughs> long as they are good and they're an offensive lineman and they will protect Daniel Jones, I'm here for it. But yes, I, I've seen Evan Neal to the Giants at five in so many mock drafts this past week or so. And I think the Giants, obviously, with two first-round picks, are sitting real pretty, but I think they're specifically sitting very pretty at that five spot because I do believe like a, those top five players that are probably going to go are so there's a lot of linemen. And like you said, a lot of edge rushers and a lot of positions that we need. And I think you can sit pretty and wait. And I think a perfect guy is going to fall to you where you don't have to, you know, think too hard about it. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Ooh, 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 ooh. Speaking of things to look forward to, we do have obviously things coming up this week. So Real Housewives of Orange County, that is on tonight at nine o'clock. Real Housewives of New Jersey on Tuesday at eight. The NFL draft, it is 23 days away. We will keep counting down with you each week, getting closer and closer. I can't believe it. Um, and then we will not be here with you next Wednesday. Because instead, we are going to be with you in 11 days from now on Saturday, April 16th, for our live in-person 200th episode. So please, again, we gave you this information last week. It is on our social media pages. 
but come join us at Cricket Hill Brewery in Fairfield, New Jersey on April 16th from 7 to 10 p.m. We are going to have food. There are obviously get some beers. Uh, we're going to do prizes, games, and you get to hang out with us and actually not see us, you know, listen to us on a podcast on your on podcast, yeah. see our faces on a screen actually come and hang out with us, engage with us. You can see us in person. You can yeah, see the, the massive. You can get a photo op with these two celebrities. I mean, what could be better than that? I was going to say, you can finally see the, the massive height difference between the two. <laughs> it's, uh, deceiving. it's deceiving to the naked eye on well, camera. because you can't. have to wear heels. Who knows? I'm wearing them too, so no. <laughs> Don't you worry. Oh, it's no, no. You can see us in person. We're we're great in person. We're a lot of fun. We can talk about anything you guys want to talk about. We're just going to have, honestly, like you said, he grabs some beers. We're going to be at a local brewery. So always yeah. love supporting local businesses. So, but Crooked Hills, actually, you can find it at a lot of places. So um, we're yeah, super excited. Yes, yeah, so you guys can try their beers. Um, we're going to make food for you guys. So we're bringing in the food ourselves, but we're going to make sure you're fed and happy. We're going to have prizes. We're going to have games. We're going to do it. We're doing a show for you. We're doing it. It is an episode. So we are giving you all the good, the latest, latest stuff. So, but I'm so excited. It's been such a long time. We did our hundredth episode right before COVID. It was like literally two weeks before lockdown. Yes. We did our hundredth yes. episode. So praise be that we got that hundredth episode yeah. in, but We've come so far since then, and we're now we're at 200. I could not be happier. Absolutely. So, again, we'll see you guys, uh, you know, 11 days, no, 10 days from now, 10 days from now, April 16th. Can't wait. Let's go. Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight, and we'll hopefully next time you see us, you'll better, be with us in person. So Better be in person. We'll see you guys there. Cheers. Cheers.